So love your dog. Yes. They're a member of the family. Yes. Lots of attention. We do it. We have five dogs. My favorite is Ashley, our big mama boxer. Mm-hmm. Sam, I know you know which one she is. She's the one that sneezes when she gets excited. I, I was, <laughs> I, you know, Chevy, your alpha dog stuck out. I know what Chevy looked like and I know what the pug looked like. I got so confused between Ashley and uh, I know. Once you Junior. once you pet sit again for us, Sam, mm-hmm. wink, wink, you'll get to know them all. Anyway, I didn't know that Jody had picked the favorite out of the batch. Ashley is the really? lowest maintenance of all of them. She, when we first got her, they're, and they're all rescues, she was the chewer. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would chew books. She would chew furniture. It was Everything. very frustrating. But once she grew out of that phase, she honestly is the most level of all of the dogs that we have. The lowest maintenance, the I probably have a special connection with her because she digs me. She follows me places. Yeah, she, does. she, you know, we have a thing. We have a little bond. And so do I hug her? Absolutely. I wrap my arms around her sometimes. She loves it when I lay on the floor and she kind of tries to get on top of me. Anyway, this has been floating around social media for a couple of days. You may have seen it. Studies saying, and it actually probably does make sense, that it's like you're smothering them when you hug a dog and it raises their anxiety and stress levels and it makes them feel trapped. Even your own dog? Look, because your own dogs usually come to you to get hugged. Yes, it's true. But, you know, the thing that Cesar Milan says, and it's really true, and I've noticed this, ever since we've had a pack, I have a much greater appreciation for how dogs really work now. We tend to, uh, the biggest mistake we ever make is treating our dogs like humans. Because they're not humans. You know, their fears, that's why getting face to face with them, even the sweetest of dog may see that as an attack. Mm -hmm. And so it's never a good idea to put your your face in front of a dog's face, and it's not good to wrap your arms around them unless you just know that it's really a gentle dog yeah, they kind right? of proved the theory that a lot of uh, pictures of dogs were collected from around the world online and in each photo the dogs are being hugged but showing signs of stress that you yeah. have to know what dogs st- a stress out dog looks like to know i you know avoiding eye contact dropped ears a cigarette in the paws <laughs> anyway i feel like for me and ashley mm-hmm. our, she is okay with it but that doesn't mean that any dog would be and you certainly shouldn't hug a dog that doesn't that you don't know Although this is funny, the last time I picked up Chevy from the vet when he had to spend a day there, Murphy, the late the, the vet tech was like, "Oh, can we keep him? He gives hugs." Like, so, <laughs> he, he does. does. Yeah, well, he if does. he initiates, he apparently he's fine with it, right? We love hearing from you. It's our favorite thing. You can do that a couple of ways: eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ, or reach out to us online. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Producer Emily's got the mailbag. What's in your bag today? Liz says, good morning to my favorite morning crew. Oh, thank you, Liz. Hi. I know you're talking about not hugging your dog because they don't like it. And I'm sure in a lot of cases that's true. Right. But this is Andy and he's a rescue. Now, Liz posted a video to our Facebook page, which we'll share in a second. But let me just finish her message. She says, when we brought Andy home a few days ago, he had a cold. So I made him some homemade chicken soup, low sodium broth, and homemade boneless chicken. Oh, that's a sweet dog Quick way mama. to spoil him, yeah. He was sweet. so grateful he was hugging me. He's yeah. already changed our lives. So I really think in regards to hugging, it depends on the dog and the home. And here's a clip from her video. So wait, what kind of dog is this? It's a black lab, it's like it looks like. a big like. black lab. It's like a big yeah. dog, okay. Yeah. You say thank you for the chicken. You say thank you for the chicken soup. You like that chicken soup. And the dog's on her lap, You're hugging her. Dog, yeah. don't you? You think you're just a big lap dog. Don't tell daddy you're up on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. I think that that's the reason that that report, you know, kind of was a grab. It grabbed my attention because 
we have dogs that hug us and, and why love does it, it say not to because i think it means if it's a strange dog and you don't have a developed relationship with the dog you do not go up and walk and hug it because the dog can feel like they're they're cramped, well, look, trapped, okay. and can be threatened by it. I'm going to be the party pooper here. You still have to, even with the dog making that move, they don't know that you're necessarily going to make face contact with them. You just and have to be really, really careful with that. Right, because they don't. I know that they're sweet, but we humanize. Yeah. And so that can be seen as an act of aggression, even in the sweetest dog. Mm-hmm. Well, then just let them lead. Saying, yeah. Like, let them lead. I don't know. Because, I, yeah. Even I, I don't hug our dogs. If they lick you, lick them back. <laughs> All right, thank you, Liz. We do love hearing from you. Thank you for sending that. I'm going to watch it a couple more times. And don't worry, we won't tell your husband that uh, he was on the couch. <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh, MurphySamAndJody.com. For an event, if you go to an event and you try to save seats, that is tricky business. I hate that. And I've learned now that I will never save seats again. It is tricky business. Well, it's funny that Jody says it was tricky business because I was the one saving well, once I got there, I, you you disappeared. Uh, I was I was saving after you. Our, our oldest daughter Taylor was in 101 Dalmatians, and it was a one night performance, and it was she her was first time lead. as a lead, which is really cool. And so, you know, Jody did the right thing. Wanted to have seats on the front row for family members. She and all was that. Cruella, so um, I had arranged for seats. Well, you want to want a little bit of Cruella first. <laughs> a good little job projecting there and that's from yeah. Jody's phone that's why it's the stellar quality that it is um, no not that Jody's phone is junk that's not what I'm saying any phone would sound yeah, it would have sounded way. better on an iPhone but, but hey you know Jody uh, you know, had seats reserved so she sends me down to hold these seven seats and it's funny because, you know, she's trying to get Phoebe and trying to arrange family members. I was trying to get the house ready because we but, had people over after. So but it was a she lot. didn't, you know, she didn't come in immediately to the theater. I'm like, oh, my. So the theater starts filling up and I'm just one person. Uh, so you're the jerk holding all exactly, the seats. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, I'm sorry, sorry, you can't. I'm sorry, sorry, you can't. Saved and all that. It was. Well, the deal difficult. was my friend, Nina had said she would have those reserved for us. I I thought that meant roped off and reserved, and it wasn't that way. And that's okay. I probably misunderstood her. You know, I probably did. Send Murphy in. Good luck. Yeah. Sorry it didn't work out that way for you, You princess. You should have seen the the text he was sending me about get in this theater now. I'm like, I don't have mascara on. (laughs) No, I just told her. I said, you know, my arms aren't long enough to save these seats. Yeah. So anyway, we got there, but it was crazy because you don't you feel like a jerk doing that. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't think I'll ever do it again. Either that, I'll just keep some of that plastic ribbon in my car, or the police do not cross Caution tape. tape. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You yeah. Know? And you can call us or text us anytime eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. Hi, Pam. Hi. I just wanted to let you all know how much that story Mm -hmm. um, about the play touched me this morning. Um, I'm not having a real good morning. I'm headed to the doctor in real bad pain and stuff. And um, I was thinking, oh, I don't even know if I can make it an hour and a half to the doctor. Mm -hmm. But this story helped me get going. And I've been involved in plays. So has my daughter. Mm -hmm. And that story really, really touched me. And I just wanted to let you know it gave me a big boost to my day. Oh, thank you you for telling us that. Wonderful. And I heard that little clip of her, Mm -hmm. and she may be a a movie star one day or something. You never know. (laughs) I know. We keep... I mean, she's always been... 
I don't know, loud, but she's always been able to project, <laughs> you know, to really project across the house. And so she wasn't mic'd for that. She was just projecting. Really? Well, how old is she? She is 14. Oh, how sweet. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was neat trying to save the seats. That's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that her... Was that her dad trying to save all those seats? Yes, he was. was I was running around. I had taken her to get her makeup done and doing all the things moms have to do. And on the way out, realized, oh, wait, oh, yeah. I need to put a stitch of makeup on. Like, I need to be ready, too. And so I asked him to go early and save the seats. And I paid for that dearly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I just wanted to thank you. And God bless you for for sharing that because it really touched me. Well, thank you for calling. I'm thank really you, sorry to hear you're having a difficult morning. But um, I just do appreciate you so much. Thank and when you. you told that story, I bet you had no idea you would touch me like this. But you really did. Uh, thank Ooh. you for letting us know. You're just saying it to us and we appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You too, Pam. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful Bye-bye. week. You too. We hope the day gets better for you. Have you guys ever known anybody who cries when they're angry? Besides me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't want to be. No. This is going to come out wrong. I can't believe you right. don't. Sam, my, none of your exes I, have ever cried when they're angry. I have I have a generalization about that. It's typically women mm-hmm. that when they get angry are the ones that tear up. And the reason I say that is because it, it's not being, being sexist. Anytime I've been in a conversation where somebody's been frustrated, they immediately start apologizing. They're mad because they're crying. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that call it out. You right. Know, right. Well, that, that means in your experience that we, that's what you've seen. That does not mean that men have not shed a tear when angry it's a crazy phenomenon to me because i feel betrayed by my own body Mm -hmm. by my own emotions when i when i cry when i'm angry but it does happen and it happened the other day (laughs) here at work (laughs) um i was super mad at murphy about something Mm -hmm. we were having a, a uh, and a fight. We were having a marital fight. <laughs> An issue. But we had we were also doing fun stuff here. You know, we were working in all this, so I had to suppress that. It's the and ultimate it, weird contrast because you, we don't bring that in the room, you know? Try not to, but it's there. But anyway, so the deal is you look into it. Why do you cry? What are angry tears? Why do you cry when you're actually angry? Because the two don't seem to go together. You know, I, I understand laughing when you're angry because there's times when... Yeah. I mean, you even said it too, Joe. Yes. You and Murphy, when y'all argue... Uh, but that, oh, he laughs at me. I laugh. Yeah. But that, that will get you in trouble. In ten, it, the thing is, Jody's <laughs> hilarious when she's mad. That's the problem. The yeah. things that she calls out, you know. It's the sarcasm, I guess, yeah. is what you seem to find funny. Mm-hmm. Under all anger is actual hurt. The more pronounced the anger, you know, the harder it is to conceal that hurt, mm-hmm. apparently. Maybe it's simplified to say that when you get that upset, your emotions just take you over. So they manifest in a bunch of you know, different ways. Well, that's what you can say, but I'm telling you, I looked into it. It's actually that's it's really hurt underneath anger. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. that hurt is what causes you to become emotional, right? Yes, because if we were at home and we were fussing with each other and talking about it and working this out, I would probably be crying because I was I'm able to express. But when I'm at work and I'm trying to suppress anger, it comes out as tears. Mm-hmm. So when somebody cries when they're angry. It's because they're trying to suppress it, and you cannot suppress an emotion so strong. Wow. How about that? Well, you're not crying this morning, so I guess it worked itself out. You know, it did work itself out, weekend. but he's got some amazing mojo when it comes to... Murphy does? Yes. I'll share, share with you some of the text he sent me to um, make it all better. Okay. We were just talking about when you cry when you're angry, and you feel like, why am I crying? I, I'm mad. I'm not sad. Why am I crying? Um, and apparently because if you're trying to hold in your anger, sometimes it'll come out in the form of it's tears. It's going to push itself out anyway. Yeah. 
It makes me even more mad that to cry when I'm angry. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah, Emily. It does. It's true. And this oh. happens more often to women. You're at work trying to hold in your anger and right. be professional. And yes. that's, how, that's how it happened to me here the other day. And it was a personal you know, argument that Murphy and I were having that had no business here. But here, here yeah, you are. We don't are. usually do that. Really? Yeah. What was it about? No, we're okay. not, not going to talk about that. That was worth a shot. Let me tell you what he does, though. Murphy's got major mojo for, for softening me mm-hmm. when I'm angry. <laughs> did he order you flowers again? No. Remember when he did that? No, no. that made her more mad. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I don't want flowers. <laughs> I didn't. I want you to understand. Like, uh, you know, I, yeah, I get that. Like, it was too soon for flowers that time you sent flowers. No, but he sent, we were separated later in the day, but he still wanted to reach out. And so he sent me this explanation of your, I'm, a very nice task, text about, I'm, I was wrong about this and I'm sorry. He sent me the I'm sorry text. Right. And it was sweet, but then the next text was the funny one that softened me, actually. It said, I will also get in the box or drink the fat or whatever to show you how much dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Of course, that's a Friends reference. Both of them are Friends references. What exactly is the point of the box? Chandler? The meaning of the box is threefold. One, it gives me the time to think about what I did. Two, it proves how much I care about my friendship with Joey. And three... It hurts. <laughs> and or drinking, drink the fat. Drinking the fat is what Ross offered to do for Rachel yeah. so you know, when they had ago. the fight when he wouldn't go to the museum in season three. He or drank she the fat, go. didn't he? I think he did drink the fat. I think he did. Yeah. I feel like I remember watching. Or no, no, she stopped him because she couldn't. <laughs> oh, she wouldn't let him do it. But yeah. Joey actually drank anyway, the fat. Anyway, very smooth move on your part. Well, sending that smooth. Text. Sometimes, you know, humor, humor can diffuse a situation. So. It's true. Nice job. Jody is becoming an advocate for being bored. Well, I'd love to be bored. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what that feels like. I don't like have time to be in bored. In my life right now. But no, uh, for children, you know, it's usually not very long into summer when you hear your kids tell you that they're bored mm-hmm. and it aggravates you as a parent. But I came across this and it just makes complete sense to me. It is okay for your children to get bored sometimes. Do not overschedule them. That's not good. That's not right. normal. Um, the reason is for them to get bored, it's, your job is to help them grow up to be an adult. And one of the things about being an adult that some adults don't even know how to do well is downtime. what to do with your leisure time. Yeah. How do you do something that makes you happy in your leisure time? That's what children need to start doing when they're bored. If you let them get bored, they're going to find something they love. When Phoebe's bored, she changes clothes yeah. a bunch of times, you know? Um, when Taylor's bored, she'll sit down and play piano and it's fun. It's awesome. It's really, it's good for the mind. I mean, it's like anything. You don't want it to go on for days in a row no. or eight hours at a time, but it it cracks me up. I actually read something the other day that I had to go back and say, did somebody really write this? But they were talking about how to take your how to make your leisure time more productive. I'm like, no, it's leisure time. <laughs> no, isn't it? That's what it's supposed to be. It's just leisure how time. How can you ever refuel? You know, right. if you don't stop and refuel right. with whatever. Parker uh, did that last weekend when the, when the kids were at my house last weekend. Um, he at one point came up to me and goes anything to do around here i'm kind of bored i was like anything to do go outside your bike sitting out there go do something and he wound up going in his room and collecting a bunch of random toys and then going out and he was sitting on the driveway 
in, in, par, in Parker's world doing something. But, but it's like good. you did something. It's creative, right? Yeah. Yeah, they say if you spend all of your time, if parents spend all their time filling up their time so they don't get bored, they're never going to learn how to handle their leisure time in the future. And they need yeah. it. Well, and Jody, Isn't that cool? Yeah, Jody can tell you how I struggle with that right now. I, I'm so guilty of trying to fill every minute because I'm not looking at it as leisure time mm-hmm. when I really should be, right? Like you, you do the should word. It's right. like, what should I be doing right now? It's right. Like, nothing is right. the answer sometimes. Yeah. Always love the fact that Jody finds the happy news, and in, in you know most news headlines are kind of rough. Yeah. So Jody finds the happy stuff. Jody's good thing. Okay, this is my favorite in a while. You guys know that the um, Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus retired their elephants. So after 145 <clears throat> years of using elephants as a key component, wow. the elephants have been retired now, and it's 40 elephants. Took their final bow. They're going to go to this uh, 200 acre conservation center in Florida, but it doesn't kind of the story doesn't end there. Yes, they'll have a wonderful, happy life the rest of their lives on at this place. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for, before I tell you that though, in the movie The Jungle Book, the current one, the, right. the elephants were kind of our favorites. Yeah, that's because they're the kings of the jungle, and you know, so Mowgli is told to bow down. Elephants. The elephants created this jungle. Ah, okay. So the second part of this story, and why I love this as the good thing for today, is that these elephants are going to be used along with this um, Huntsman Cancer Cancer Institute. They're going to be using blood from these elephants to investigate and find a cure for cancer. Because did you know that elephants rarely get cancer? So they want to study their blood. Huh, that's probably because they don't smoke. <laughs> they're just really excited. Okay. All the investigators with Huntsman, they're really excited to have this chance to look into this. Now they're saying their challenge is to take this information and hopefully apply it to people so they can study yeah. Seriously, these, I never knew blood. that. I really didn't no. know that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is cool. They almost never get cancer. So, And it's not that they're going to be tested on in a way that's bad. Right. They're going to draw a little blood from right. it. So are and they then, actually going to let you go visit this conservatory or is this just their little safe ooh, haven? Well, that'll be my next thing to investigate, Murphy. Because if so, maybe we should take a trip. Good news. Jody's good thing. Hey, did you see that picture I posted on our Facebook page uh, with uh, Parker's creation of the uh, tower. The clock tower. The clock tower from Back to the Future. No, wait, now how old is your son, Parker? He's 11 now. And so, but he's a Back to the Future fan? He's obsessed with Back to the Future. So last, cool. Last time I picked him up, he had he said, well, hang on a second, I gotta get dressed. He's putting on this big red coat, just like Marty McFly wears, <laughs> jeans and all that. And he wore it for most of the weekend. He wanted to watch all three movies. And then he went and set up you know, the clock tower with an upside down laundry basket. And he even made a little DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Really? Um, that yeah. is serious. That's that's the picture online. Wait a so minute. Cool. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? And I mean, that's too funny. It's, it is a, it, even when it came out, it was kind of a cool fantasy movie. And we watched the first movie. And it was pretty Best cool. One. Yeah. And the second one was okay. He wanted to watch all three, and so yeah. I kind of just let him and Jack handle the third one because that's the one where they're in. The, you were done in the old west. Yeah, I never yeah. even saw that one. I couldn't even go there. But I mean, overall, it is just fun movie. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to eighty-eight roads. Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Do you know the whole backstory? 
that, that story? That Michael J. Fox almost wasn't even, he wasn't the first choice to play no, Marty McFly. You know what's funny about that is, because you know they've got extensive film or video or whatever of the other guy that they or his original Eric Stoltz, Eric yeah. Stoltz you know because he did pretty much the whole movie before they said nah. <laughs> and when we were watching the first movie it's like I wanted to say something yeah and it's like yeah. you know he's not the original choice to play Marty McFly <laughs> um Back to the Future was my first experience with actor Crispin Glover who played his dad and yeah. he's yeah. so fabulously he weird good. in that movie man he's weird in everything he's ever done but he's fabulously good well yeah. and who is it that played his mom what is her name leah thompson leah yeah. thompson she yeah i just had the, like, the crush her. thing on her too. yeah exactly. and, and, me too yeah. right then yeah um you know and you couldn't have predicted that him no. being obsessed with that and he he's got the out-of-time license plate uh his mom's amazon account he saved like the real marty mcfly jacket jeans and shirt oh awesome oh yeah he can carry a skateboard yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love those kind of like retro obsessions that our kids wind up mm-hmm. with. It's kind of because for me and Jody, our girls are all about the Beatles right yeah. now. Yeah. Coming up, Juan's got one that's kind of retro also. You can get in on that too. 877-310-4MSJ. What is your kid obsessed with that you couldn't see it coming or have predicted it? Like Samson Parker, who's mm-hmm. obsessed with... Back to the Future! <laughs> Thank <laughs> Which you. is a cool Thank one. You. Like, that's a cool one. You can live with it. Yeah. 877-310-4MSJ for you to be a part of the show anytime. Why? what's yours? Okay, I have a son who's 17. He's going to be a senior this year. Yeah. Uh, and the more he drives, the more I've noticed his... I guess his obsession or fondness with 80s music. Uh, And it's totally weird because it's like all he listens to. And, you know, I grew up listening to 80s music, so you would think that that would be something exciting for me, but it's like cheesy 80s music. (laughs) Uh Like Kenny Logg. Hey! Uh, Don't hate on Kenny. Yeah, he even calls him K-Log. Oh, oh, no. no. He thinks that Africa by Toto is the best song ever written. Uh, but what wow. makes it even funnier is the other day I walked in the, my car and there was a single leather glove sitting on the seat. Uh, and and he wears that glove? with the Wayfarers. But I said, you know, what's the deal with the glove? And so when he's listening to his 80s music, you know, he wears the one glove to drive around. So, is it a Michael uh, Jackson looking glove? Or? No, it's not to that extent. Then it's just like a driving glove. Okay. So, That's yeah. funny. There's the one for the 80s effect, I guess. So, Are you going to try uh, to introduce him to your favorite 80s if he's going down this path anyway? I've done that, but you know, it's he's not going to get there. Just You're right. <laughs> I just heard yeah. myself ask you that. Whatever you think is cool, they don't normally think is cool. Yeah, see, I, I'm glad that I didn't think Kenny Loggins was cool in the, in the 80s. Yeah, Dad. Hey. You're not as cool as Toto. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, Toto is okay. Highway to the Danger Zone, not so much. Oh, come uh, on. Yeah, we love some K-Log. I like Kenny Loggins, and I'm not ashamed of it, although I would never call him that. Yeah, I don't think I'd call him K-Log, K-Log but he can shorten cool it to, does. to clog. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Juan. What is your What are your kids obsessed with that you could not have predicted? Like, and it's just something that they love. You never saw it coming. 877-310-4MSJ. You can call or text. What are your kids obsessed with that you couldn't see it coming and you couldn't have predicted it? Like Sam Sun Parker, who's obsessed with... Back to the Future, 1, yeah. 2, and 3. That's awesome. Um, 877-310-4MSJ to text us or call and let us know. What's yours, Mark? Uh, well, my four-year-old is totally obsessed with, with the movie Tangled. About three awesome. months ago, awesome. we let him watch it, and he is totally, like, 
flipped for her. Mm-hmm. And it's the, Tangled is a story of, of Rapunzel yes. yeah. and her being stole as a baby and being brought and being used to keep the, the witch young. Wait, it's well, a great, it's a great, fun little movie and the mother's horrible. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and she, but... But he adores her. He walks around. He's gotten these. He get, he takes his long little blankets he used to sleep with, mm-hmm. and he ties them around his head. And he walks around and says he's Rapunzel, and he <laughs> sings her songs. And everything was fine and good. Yeah. And then one day, uh, out of the blue, he came up to the front and said, "Mama, Dad, I'm like Rapunzel." And he had found our scissors that we keep in our bathroom and cut all of his hair. Ooh, just oh, like no. Rapunzel did in the movie. Yeah. Uh-oh. Is it how bad so, was it? It was pretty bad. We had to, uh, I brought him to a barber and yeah. they, they fixed him up pretty good yeah. and everything looked cute and we got him all back normal and we brought him home and he took a bath and I accidentally let my, my razors for my face in the thing and Ooh. he started trying to cut his hair again. <laughs> so now yeah. we just had to end up, we just had to end up kind of just, uh, buzz cutting him. Yeah. And he cried and cried because, not because he had to cut his hair again, but because he lost his magic if we shaved all his hair off. Bless his Aww. baby heart. I've never seen uh, a passion and an obsession about a movie so much that he they went to cutting their hair. But, Twice. You know. Sweet thing. Yeah. Sweet thing. Well, that's a good one at least. You can live with that yes. one. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Flower blooming glow. Let your power shine. Make the clock reverse. Bring back once is mine. Hey, do what has been hurt. Change your face design. Take what has been lost. That was a very fun movie and is a very fun movie. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he'll eventually grow out of it. Thank you, Mark. And leave his hair alone. 877-310-4675. You can call or text to let us know what are your kids' obsessions. 877-310-4MSJ. What are your kids' obsessions? Like Sam Sun Parker is obsessed with Back to the Future yes. right now. Our kids have been obsessed with the Beatles for a while, and we're actually happy about it. We're fine with it. <laughs> That's a fun one. Yeah. Um, how are you, Sarah? Oh, great. Just headed into work. Sweet. Um, I was calling to, to share my daughter's um, obsession. I didn't see coming. She's 17. She'll be 18 in October, and she yeah. loves the band Journey. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, she, she, she quotes these songs. She actually talked her dad into buying her a, um, a big retro record player for Christmas last year. So anything vinyl. Um, yeah. <laughs> she has to... Just check out for stores. You know, we go directly to the little vinyl section, and she—I don't know. She's um, vintage. She likes vintage things like that. Well, I'd say vintage, but you know, to her it is. Well, to her it is vintage. (laughs) My goodness. Do you know what made her so attracted to Journey? Not really. I mean, she she actually she plays piano too, Mm -hmm. and she can play some of their songs just by ear. I I think it's just the the ballads. What is she? uh, The melody of it. What does she think about Steve Perry maybe never coming back to the real journey? Like them never. Yeah, she's pretty devastated. I know. She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand why they can't do a little reunion show. She's like, but mom, they're all still alive. I don't understand. I know. Why the world can't. doesn't understand. None of us understand. It's like you had something so <laughs> magical together, and you obviously can't stand each other so much that you can't get together yeah. for two hours. It's ridiculous. And she's like, they should just set it all aside, and I mean, yeah. just do it. And Sam, I can relate with the Back to the Future too. She um, she went through a big uh, a big obsession with that. She still to this day is like, ah, he is so cute. I actually <laughs> had to buy her the whole little trilogy set, you know, the box set one yeah. year for her birthday. She, yeah, loves those movies. Yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? The Michael great. J. Fox. I'm like you. I'm like you do realize he's not that age anymore, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's cool that you have but a retro anyway. kid. Yeah. yeah. 
She's one of a kind for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sarah. 877-310-4MSJ. Love to hear from you. Naomi's got one coming up next for her three-year-old daughter, what she's obsessed with on their at, smart TV. At three? Yes. And Jody, you know what the other obsession is that our girls are kind of, I don't know that it's an obsession yet, but they could get there, is get smart. Oh, please, please really? don't. Yeah, I mean, please it's, don't. it's 50 years old and it's cheese ball as anything, but I found it on Amazon, you know, on Amazon Prime. So have so they been, because I remember when you found it, you said they watched a couple episodes. They've been They're not going to get obsessed with it. They're not all over it, but they think it's cute. So I don't know if it's really Thinking it's cute for daddy's sake and being obsessed is two different things that yeah. I believe. Yeah. So kid obsessions, the things that your kids latch onto and you have no idea really why. 877-310-4MSJ. Naomi, do you have one? I do. I have a three-year-old daughter who is obsessed with Toy infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> infomercials? Infomercials. She loves to watch infomercials on YouTube. Uh, Wait, uh, Phoebe uh-huh. has done that before. I wouldn't say obsessed, but my Phoebe, who's 11, likes to watch YouTube videos about toys. She loves to, she will, and she knows which one she wants to watch. If you go to YouTube on our smart, smart TV, yeah. she will tell you to scroll until she finds the one she wants to watch. Really? So these are toys that she's interested in playing with, and then she watches the commercials about them? Is that? Yeah. These are like eight to ten minute long. These oh, my gosh. Are, some of them are infomercials, and some of them are like toy reviews, like right. kids uh, and their parents playing yes. with them. That's what Phoebe watches, the yep. reviews. Yeah. She right. loves that. Okay, so wait. What's, what's, what's the toy? The Paw Patrol. The Paw, Paw Patrol. Patrol. See, my kids are older now. I feel like I know of it, but I don't know it. Paw Patrol, the Air Patrol one. We yeah. okay. loved it. Okay, and so did you Do you purchase them? Or? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. She she has them. She has every one of them, and they're usually lined up on the table while she's watching it. Wow. <laughs> the full experience. Yes. That's kind of cool, and that's very different. You could have never predicted that. Absolutely not. How did she ever stumble on them? Upon them. I think when we were watching YouTube one day, we were looking up episodes of Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. and we happened upon an infomercial, and now she just prefers those over the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's got a great career in advertising <laughs> on the way, you know? <laughs> Maybe. That's too cute. What's her name? Lila. Lila? Beautiful. Love it. Thank yeah. you, Naomi. So if you have a drone or you know someone who's a drone user, listen up. The rules are changing on Monday. Didn't know if you know that the laws on how drones are licensed and permitted and how you can fly, all of that changes on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, not Sam, for- do you notice his smile? Murphy's smiling when he talks about drones. Drones his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> have you named your drone, by the way? No. How about, do you know not people that you who would have? admit. Have some people, I guess somebody probably somewhere has named their drone. I have a dear friend who is a photog. And he has been forever, and his camera has a name. Her, her, his original camera is Olivia. Oh, really? That's right. Maybe I should just name my drone the Jode. Jody. You have, you know, no. I've already got one. You need to branch out. <laughs> so, okay. here are the rules that are that are changing, and they're really they don't affect hobbyists at all, but they do affect commercial. You know, the whole reason that you haven't seen like commercial expansion of drone use, not just for deliveries, but you know, businesses from real estate agents to you know. Uh, refineries, chemical, anybody that is doing like assessment of things that you would you normally mm-hmm. need a crane or something for. Right. Drones can be used for with their, with their cameras, but the commercial license was very difficult to get. It was very, very restrictive, very cumbersome and a long process. And that's all going to change on Monday. Um, they've 
they've simplified the licensing process. You still have to take a course and be certified to fly, quote unquote, commercially. Right. But it will allow commercial drones to fly at that 400 feet limit that mm. hobbyists already have. Great. Okay. Because previously you couldn't do that. You know, a hobbyist could fly anywhere, but you couldn't be taking money from somebody to do a project right. and fly your drone and, and unless you had that permit that was very difficult to get. Right. So, so now it's easier to get. You have, well, you have to do the work. You'll have to study. You'll have to do the work. You'll have to pass the courses and necessary to right. become certified and licensed, and you'll have to pay for it. But, um, but there, all those things will be, you know. Are uh, you going to have to demonstrate your skills, too? I mean, I'm uh, sure there's like a written a part, test. but is there a... Yeah. You think like going to the DMV? <laughs> yeah. All right, I want you to fly your drone now to 200 right. feet. Now parallel park it. <laughs> um, I hope so. I don't, you know, that I don't... No, I need to actually look and see because most of this is the online, the piloting test, and making sure your knowledge of aviation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what they're concerned about is they don't want you flying in, you know, in the wrong places and flying into flight paths and right. those kind but of things. They're going to so check really, you out hard yeah, too. You have to have a knowledge of what you're actually doing when you put that thing up that high. They're going to give right. you that. You're, they're going to mm-hmm. check you hard for that. But and that's say, great. This is this will be the thing though that opens up the whole ne- the next level of what we'll see. They say drone use will be an 82 billion dollar industry by 2025, <laughs> and, and you'll see them okay. everywhere. So. Wow. Okay. Look for one in the sky soon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe you want to apply for your commercial licensing. I watched the longest documentary of all time with Murphy the other night. <clears throat> we did it in two nights or one night. Did we do one day? I think we may have done one day. I don't know. Day. We watched so many documentaries lately. The ones that were called Champions about the dogs. Yeah. That one's so good. That is I really sweet. Recommend. That's about what yeah. that's what became of the Michael Vick dogs. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's all it's it's a very positive. It's about angle those on. dogs and where they are today. Mm-hmm. It is fabulous. Mm-hmm. So when Jody asked me if I wanted to watch a third documentary, <laughs> I said, Hi. Hey. Please. This was you. This was all you. And we started from the beginning. It's something we had started months ago, but we gave up on. Uh, we started it from the beginning. Was it four hours? Oh, yeah. This one was. Four th- Originally hours. on HBO, it was two It was two two-hour parts, basically. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Sinatra. Oh, what's wrong with that? And uh, now these Four were some hours. of the milestone points in his career musically. So I face it was very long. It's Frank Sinatra. It's got to be four Did hours. Did you ever see it, Sam? No, I'd love to see that. You would, actually. I-, I was interested enough to stick around through the JFK and the mafia stuff. Yeah. So that was in the third hour. <laughs> uh. Well, really what's interesting about that to me, and I never knew a whole lot about him. You know, that's our grandparents' music. You still um, loved him. So but, that's why it's interesting. But he reinvented himself four times. He, it, there were four spots in his career where it literally it was rolling off and he was on the brink. This of, ain't working. Right, I got to exactly. do something new. And then he came back, you know, four different times, which is impressive. And, and there really, there aren't too many um, entertainers of any generation, really, that. that were able to sustain their career mm-hmm. for almost 50, 55 years like you did. Not just that. I'm not trying to say it sounds trite because, you know, I've had trouble loving Sinatra and there are some songs that Murphy's introduced me to that I really do like now I can say that now all these years in but even she gets enough (laughs) oh my gosh Um, but watching it not only did he reinvent himself but pretty impressive that he literally did things his way. I'm not trying to say that. He really did. He is. He was always in charge. He char- did it his way. Right. He was always in charge. Yeah. Like there was well, not a- the chairman of the board. I, I mean, what I'm saying is that he earned that reputation 
honestly. Mm-hmm. Because if he walked into a room, it was going to be done the way Frank wanted it done. Well, I also Ridiculous. didn't realize that the press had followed every little thing because you know all of his relationships and those things. I mean, he was he was all he was in the Enquirer before there was an Enquirer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Murphy's like, I forgot about Mia Farrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a really good one, Sam. It just is. for you, four sweet hours. All right. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. The greatest announcement in entertainment has happened, and it's that Disney will remake and do the live action version of The Lion King. Think back to the recent Jungle Book and how incredibly, amazingly beautiful that was on screen. They're going to do that with the with the Lion King, right? And. They're going to use the best possible person, and that's John Favreau to direct, who also directed the Jungle Book. They've also announced they will use a lot of the music that you know and love already. Not that's, all of it. That's smart, though. That's super important, and make it a musical. Break into song at times, because that does matter. And then, of course, that amazingly emotional ride that it is. Simba, you have forgotten who you are, and so forgotten me. I didn't just cry the first time. Luke, I am your father. I cried every time ever. No details on when, just that it's coming. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. So there is a new study that shows women drive better than men overall. And I kind of don't like these gender-based things either. I, I do. About to say, I, I agree with Jody. It's kind of... Some twi- men are great drivers and some women are great but drivers. Just like the old person. gender comparison thing. It, just it feels very plastic today, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess... Insurance companies probably still, you know, I mean, things, some things still have to be done along gender lines, I suppose. Right. So in Scotland, they actually now have, have seen that in actual studies of accidents and driving record and everything else, women are overall better drivers than men. I've got to believe that this is possible in the U.S. also. Oh, yeah. Simply oh, yes. because the things that they cited for men is, you know, men get angry too easily, mm-hmm. temper, problems, whatever. Aggressive driving. Way too aggressive Take driving. things more personally than necessary, Correct. I would think. Men are also more prone to speed, probably because it's a mechanical gadget thingy. Yeah. Um, which also makes it, you know, more more dangerous. So, so as a result, you know, more. And I guess they say that the times have changed too, because there actually are more women drivers on the road now than there ever have been. Holla, in the past. Tell me about my, it. My, the best, <laughs> the best driver that I know. The best driver I know is me. Thank you, Jody. I appreciate that. Oh, oh sweetie, I guess it's I was going to say my uncle Terry. Oh, really? He's a former police officer, and yeah. he used to teach other officers how to drive. Yeah. He is the safest driver I know, and he's a dude, so just there. And he- Well, plus, he knows how to do that 1980s TV maneuver where yeah. you slide a car <laughs> into place. You the 182. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jody, remember, remember earlier this year when you brought in the adult coloring book? I do. And it's a coloring it book bad. for adults. It's not okay. an adult coloring book. Right, right. No, it's, it, it's, it's you very know, intricate. It's for meditation. Intricate, narrow lines and something that I've not done a very good job with. But yes. Yeah, well, uh, this is this is really cool. Dr. Seuss has now unveiled their adult coloring book. <laughs> hey, let's say it again. Grown up. A grown up coloring grown up. book. It, and Dr. Seuss, it's, it's based on some of his big, you know, cat in a hat. Uh, the Lorax, the places you will go, right. and it's very oh, intricate Doctor Seuss type drawings. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this the kind of thing when you hold it farther away from your face, suddenly no, you see no, like no, one no. and two? Or? No, no, this isn't the fun, see a, it in the picture. Where's Waldo? No, this is just very. It's based on all his stories, and it's just you know my favorite for one? adults because it's very intricate. Phoebe got a, a Harry Potter coloring book, yeah, and it is awesome. It's not tiny, 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 but it's not a kid one either. Right. Like, and she did Dobby. And it was just, it's beautiful. That's the only one I want to do. Yeah, this is the kind of book that probably would be too much for a kid, just because, I mean, trying to keep inside these lines, 
It may be a little <laughs> tough for some adults. But anyway, it's the Dr. Seuss coloring book is what it's called if you Very want to look nice. for that one. We should get back to this. It's kind of, It seems like it's therapeutic. Back to it. You've never well, I never started. Yes. never started. Part of the problem was I never started, yes. Yeah, so I should get back to what I never started <laughs> and take a chance. Yeah, Marv.